0: Happy 2021. Oh my god. Welcome back to Growing with the Flow. Today is the first episode of this new year, which I'm hyped about. I'm very excited. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you all had a nice Christmas and New Year period. I did take a week off last week just for a bit of me time and I'm back, raring to go. I've got so many podcast episode ideas, so I'm very excited to bring them into fruition this year. And yeah, thanks for joining. So, how was my week? I've actually had quite the week. Um, I've got so many things written down for this header. A couple days ago, lockdown was announced. It was kind of a double hit because I think it was like two p.m. Nicola Sturgeon announced the Scottish lockdown, and I was like, "Hmm, that's not great," because obviously, I go to uni in Scotland. And then that evening, Boris announced the English lockdown. Yeah, I don't want to talk about like COVID and rules and all of that stuff because I feel like it's nice to escape from that with a little podcast, but I am sending a lot of love. I feel like this lockdown feels difficult to me. I'm a little bit, not nervous, but I think I had a lot of hope going into 2021 regarding The pandemic and everything and I think this lockdown has taken a little bit of that away from me. I agree that it was definitely necessary but just it's hard to have that sort of thing be necessary. I think at some point this year things will start to look up so I'm just looking forward to that. This past week I felt a little bit stagnant, I enjoyed having some time off of uni work and stuff for a bit but now I'm kind of raring to go for the new semester and just get back on track with my life a little bit. I find it so hard to relax because I don't actually know what I like doing when I have absolutely all the time in the world to do it. I know I like going on days out and like going on holiday and all of that sort of thing but I think it's hard to have time off when you're just at home and I've been at home all year so it just doesn't feel that different and I didn't know how to kind of treat myself because like there was nothing for me to do I was I was bored so another little update is that I am starting therapy and I thought it could be interesting if I kind of document my experience with that on here so I've wanted to go to therapy slash counselling I think therapy is more of an American word I don't really know I'm a newbie (laughs) but I've wanted to start counselling for kind of years I've always had like these moments probably more in like the past where I've thought okay I'm like kind of going through something that I could use help with right now I never ended up following through with it I was I don't know I think when you're like 15 you feel like that's gonna make you weird and it's gonna make you I don't know, make something that might not be a problem into a problem when now I like fully know that anyone could benefit from therapy and I'm in like a very privileged position to be able to do it so I just really want to take the opportunity while I can. I have been thinking about it in December like I'd had it on my to-do list for January and stuff and then I read my horoscope for January and it was all about healing and just putting time and effort into healing and finally starting like a healing process within myself and that kind of made me think okay, right, let's do this so I've been emailing I think I have like a preliminary appointment next week which is nerve-wracking. I have this weird tendency to like cry in situations like that so I'll update you if I if I do cry <laughs> or how it goes and stuff. I'm happy that I've like, I'm in a place where I don't feel like it's going to be so stressful to abs- actually go. I don't know. I was I was always nervous about this sort of thing, but um I'm proud of myself for like emailing them and everything. So okay, so my gratitudes for the week that I had a week off. It was really nice. I did get bored and a little feel a little bit. I think I just felt purposeless, is that a word? Felt like I had no purpose a little bit because I couldn't, you know, live my life and do like fun things that I would normally do if I had free time but I also wasn't putting any effort into uni work or YouTube or anything that felt productive and self-care is productive and journaling, reading a book, chilling is productive but sometimes it's hard to do that 24-7, like I felt like I needed something else in my day but I'm still grateful that. I took the week off because I haven't done that forever like ever 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 so proud of myself and then my wins for the week is that my mum gave me a plant um there was this big tree like plant in our hallway and I moved it into my room for the video I was filming because I just thought it'd look cute in the background and then she walked into my room to tell me something or I don't know ask me something and she was like is that my plant I was like oh sorry yeah I'm just borrowing it Um, And then she was like, no, you have it. Like it's taking up loads of space. I don't like it anyway. So now I've got a massive tree in my room. I'm really excited. I struggled to think of my wins for the week. I think I've had a bit of a rough one. It was the hardest ever to come up with those. Somewhere there is a past you overflowing with so much pride, looking at how far you've come. And I think this is a helpful one, thinking about going into the third lockdown now. If you had told March me from 2020 that this is the situation we'd be in, I would be like, oh my god, holy shit, good luck Naina, I I hope you're still alive. I am finding it difficult and I think my mental health is... Like, it's not bad, but I definitely am feeling not my best at the moment and I think, yeah, I just feel a bit like I have nothing to do. Lockdown, it's a little bit depressing starting a whole new lockdown. Some part of me is like, am I at square one again? March Me would be really proud knowing that I did all of this um, and that, that like, this is where I am at now and even stuff with, like, YouTube and uni, like, I feel like I have done so much since March, and it's just weird. I was thinking about how at the beginning of lockdown, or, like, just before lockdown, I was 19, and I'm gonna turn 21 in three months, or, like, two months, basically, and that means that, like, I've lost my whole 20th year to the pandemic, (laughs) and sometimes I get stressed about the fact that time is slipping away, but I have to remind myself that this is the now and this is you all I have is the present I have done a lot with my time and I'm really proud of myself so gotta give yourself a pep talk sometime so today's episode is one I have wanted to do for ages like I feel like this is something um I get probably the most dms about and it's just I don't know, something I know a decent amount about. So that is university life. So obviously I am a student. I go to the University of Edinburgh. I am in third year, so I'm like halfway through my third year. I study economics. That's kind of my little background. I wanna just cover whatever you guys wanna hear. So I asked for questions on the podcast Instagram, which is growing with the flow underscore podcast. If you wanna I don't know, follow along. <laughs> Genuinely Thank you for everybody who asked questions because it really helps these sort of episodes. And I'm just going to be answering questions. I want to talk about Edinburgh as a city, Edinburgh Uni, but also just being a student and uni life and the whole shebang. So hopefully this is interesting. I personally listen to podcasts which aren't so relevant to my real life. Like if you're not a student or you don't know anything about Edinburgh... I still feel like hopefully this will be entertaining. I listened to a podcast the other day which was about someone's wedding and I was like I I literally never want to get married but it was an interesting episode and I enjoyed it so hopefully this is enjoyable even if it's not as relevant as maybe like some of the other episodes. Now I feel like because I have had a YouTube channel since before I started uni so I started my channel like I think in August or July and then I went to uni in that September so my whole university life is kind of documented on YouTube I have vlogs and sit down Q&A's and videos etc about it so I'm gonna try here to like talk about other things and not go so much into depth with stuff I have already covered. I think there will be some basics that come up and I just want to go deeper on some things I've probably already touched on as well. Something I always get questions about is the price. So it depends where you're from, how much you're going to have to pay. Um, So I'm from England so I have to pay nine grand. I think it's like 9,250 a year for tuition which is a lot of money but when you think about like the US and other universities like private ones in the US and stuff nine grand isn't the worst thing in the world and the government does like like I have a tuition loan that's how I pay for it so the government pays for it and then I pay them back hopefully hopefully never because I don't want to pay them back but yeah it just depends where you're from Scottish students get it for free literally all my friends are Scottish and they pay zero for their university and it hurts a little bit because (laughs) I just kind of wish that I could have that especially because I'm from the UK I don't know it's annoying but Yeah, a lot of European students also get it for free and I think if you're an international student, it's a bit more than that, so I don't know, it depends where you're from. What made me want to go to Edinburgh? So that's a really good question to start out with. I was so all over the place with my UCAS application, I had no idea where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to study, like I had nothing and I felt like everyone around me had all these plans and ideas. I think one thing I knew was that I wanted to live in a proper city, you know? Like, I wanted to experience a whole new place. I didn't want to live in London because that's where I've grown up. But I do always say that if I lived somewhere else, I probably would want to come to London for uni. That's just the kind of person that I am. Like, I feel like I'm just attracted to cities in that sense. Yeah, I wanted to be in a nice city. I also applied to, like, Leeds, Bristol... Uh, Liverpool, uh, Newcastle I think, like I always just, want. I knew I wanted to be in a city and Edinburgh kind of excited me how far away it was from home, like I just thought that that was a challenge and I was like mission accepted. Um, obviously you can go way further away from for uni if you do international but within the UK that's one of the furthest ones you can go to for me so I just thought that would be, I don't know, I just, I liked the idea of that, and I loved the city when I went to visit it, however, when I went to the open day, I wasn't like 100% sold, I wasn't like, oh my god, I can see myself here, and some people say that they just walk onto the campus and they just know from the get-go, but I don't think that I would have ever felt that, like, when I look back to that weekend I spent in Edinburgh for the open day, I just think that that didn't represent the city in any way like I think about where I stayed and where we went out to eat and the places that I went on the tour and I was like I'd never go to any of those places now like it didn't represent the city in the way that I've experienced the city now so I definitely made the right decision I'm so glad Edinburgh is like the most beautiful city so much to do and see so much like culture as well which I love yeah I also liked the course so basically in the UK you have to pick your subject before you arrive at uni I think in the US you kind of do like a major minor like take classes and then you pick down the line but we have to apply to the course that you want to do so you have to know like what you want to study I liked the look of the course at Edinburgh Um, I thought it looked interesting that also sold me I'm not gonna lie I didn't know like too much about the, the specifics of the course I just I mainly did go for the city would I recommend Edinburgh for a semester abroad a million percent I have made friends with quite a few people who were on semester abroad so in my first year one of my course mates had quite a few like exchange students in her flat and we all made like such good friends with them and we went out and did stuff with them we'd go clubbing out to eat like we had like a fun time with them and i think they had like such a fun semester so i would definitely recommend it i'd love to do a semester abroad somewhere um to my year abroad that got cancelled because of covid but yeah i would definitely recommend it i think people are welcoming and so much to do it's such a cool place i think especially if you're not from the uk it's quite unique i think anyway And there's a lot to do, and it's a very small city as well, so it's not too difficult to do it. It's not overwhelming like London, so I would really recommend it. Is Edinburgh an expensive city to live in? I think Edinburgh is probably reasonably expensive. The rent, I would say, is pretty high when I talk to. So I have a lot of friends at like English unis, and I'd say the rent in Edinburgh is a little bit higher considering that you don't tend to get like a proper living room and you definitely won't get an ensuite and things like that. When you consider that you are living in the heart of such an amazing city I do think that it's not awful. A lot of my friends go to Birmingham for example and they live in, it's called Selly Oak. it's like a little town, no you would call it a town, I don't know, it's like a little area in Birmingham but it's not in the centre and all the students live there so that's like if you like that sort of vibe then um... I'd recommend more of a campus uni but I really like that in Edinburgh you get to live in like a proper flat and you're like surrounded by other people who aren't necessarily students like sometimes it's students sometimes it's not last year we lived next door to a family and I know you can get that at other unis and campus unis and stuff but I I think for the most part when I think about all of my friends at campus unis they all tend to live in an area where it's all students not halls but like it's all students and I like that we kind of are more like immersed in the city I've gone so off track from the question is it expensive to live in Edinburgh um I'd say the rent is reasonably high other than that, I don't think it's the worst. Obviously, I'm from London, so I'm used to, like, really high prices. I think in terms of, like, food shopping and stuff is cheap. Like, there's Little and stuff. Meals out. Again, I'd say meals out aren't, like, too bad. I don't really drink that much, so I don't really know a lot about the prices for alcohol and clubs and stuff. But I would say it's comparable to other, like, UK cities. You you get, like, a lot of bank for your buck. Is that the right thing? Or buck for... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, Because it's such a nice city and you get to live, like, right in the heart of it, so... How does housing slash socialising work in first year? So first year, I lived in Kincaid's Court, which is one of the university accommodations. I would highly recommend living in a uni of Edinburgh accommodation if you can. I know sometimes um, they're like oversubscribed, but I would recommend it because you get to live with loads of other people who are also students. I recommend Kincaid's is, I think it's the best one. It's in the best location. Um, it's on Cowgate, so it can be a bit noisy at night. That's like one of the streets with loads of clubs. I literally could hear the music as I was falling asleep at night. But I think it was a good life lesson. Like I can sleep through stuff now, which <laughs> I guess is good. There's also Halls which is it's like a catered, and then there's lots of different accommodations there. So I'd say like maybe half of first years live there. I'm not sure. I didn't want to do catered, so I didn't like apply to that or anything and it kind of has a stereotype of being like rich white people (laughs) from London and it is quite expensive to live there um I don't think that the stereotype is fully lived up to but there is like a lot of that however I've never met anybody who is mean or like pretentious about money or anything so I don't know take from that what you will. But I really liked the halls that I lived in like the area was really good there were five of us in the flat I think it was three boys and two girls is that right I'm not sure I can't, re- I can't even remember now um I think actually maybe it was three girls and two boys I have literally no idea <laughs> anyway yeah we weren't friends in any form like we did not chat We I barely saw them. I'm not kidding. Two week periods would go past where I would see none of them. So I did feel like I was living alone, which was hard because I hadn't anticipated that going to uni. I thought like, oh my god, these are gonna be my best friends, we're gonna spend so much time together and we're just gonna be besties. But that didn't actually end up happening and it was difficult to let that go. I think living alone is really difficult, especially at like eighteen in a whole new country, like you don't know anyone. And it was difficult. But I am really happy to be out the other end of that and I I loved the halls so I would recommend the halls but maybe, I don't know, I probably should have put in more effort with people outside of my flat because I'm sure there would have been someone there who I could have been friends with but I just, I didn't really make the effort. Did Edinburgh being a year longer put you off going there at all? So the English unis are all like three years for an undergrad and in Scotland they're four years. Basically it's because you get to take like outside courses in your first year so first and second year actually so you're taking like I've taken Spanish, business, uh, sociology, social policy, all these courses which aren't in my degree program and I got to take them but it means that the degree lasts longer because you are doing like all this extra work. So yeah I would say that it put me off a little bit because in some senses I was like what am I gaining from that Extra year. Because you're doing that, there is like this opportunity to switch degrees a little bit. So I started out doing economics and maths. I did that for my whole first year, and I did really like the maths, but it was just so taxing to do both of those subjects. Like they both demanded so much, and I just wanted to focus on one of them. So I chose to just go with economics, and I'm glad that I made that choice. Like, I think it was worthwhile but I wouldn't have been able to do that if I'd gone to an English uni, I would have had to finish out the degree as economics and maths, so in that sense I am glad that I chose a Scottish uni. I also think there's, there's no rush to life, you know, like I feel like everyone's trying to graduate and trying to like, you know, get their life done, but like at what cost, you know, like fair enough if you want to do that and you're really like passionate about the job you want to do, but for me, it was like, this uni seems like it's going to fit me, it's going to be such a nice experience, I'm really happy to go. The fact that it was one extra year is like, why is that a downfall? I don't know. Also, when I applied and like accepted it, I thought I would get to go on a year abroad, which obviously has been cancelled now. But if you go on a year abroad, it doesn't add an extra year. So you get a four year degree plus your year, ad- your year abroad all in the one. Um, which is the same as like English unis when you do a year abroad so that's kind of what made me think oh it's the same like I always knew I wanted to do a year abroad and now especially that like I have quite a lot of friends graduating in summer this year and I'm super grateful that I have another year I have another year to make more experiences and memories things will start to clear up and fourth year will be Um, a bit more normal than second and third, would much rather graduate next year than this year, just in terms of like pandemic things. So I don't know, I think these things have a way of working themselves out sometimes. Do you feel like most people come from more wealthy backgrounds? I think this is definitely the stereotype of the uni and I probably would say that it is probably true, like based off of statistics and stuff that I've seen, I think it is very true, like, there's a lot of wealthy people, and especially some of the areas that you can live in, there are flats for, like, £600 a month, which is insane, like, insanity. Yes, there are rich people. I don't think that, it's, it's not everybody, I don't think really any of my friends are, like, especially well off or anything, I don't think I'm friends with anyone that went to private school or anything, like, I don't think it's hard to meet people outside of that bubble and I also will say that people I have met that are obviously wealthy they're just not pretentious they haven't been like rude about it or like in any way mean or like think they're better than anybody else um at all so I think it's about like choosing your friends wisely and putting out the energy you want to attract and stuff so I don't think that it's like a big Problem with like making friends. Advice on finding flats. Finding flats is the worst part of Edinburgh. Uni. I'm not kidding. It's so much work, and it's awful. Like, I, I don't know. I, I there's literally nothing I can say that will make it better. It is like a horrible process. My advice would be make friends with someone rich whose parents own a flat in Edinburgh, because although they will be your landlord, which isn't probably optimal you won't have to do the process of flat searching, which is fucking awful. Um, I unfortunately haven't been invited to stay in anyone's parents' flat, so I've always had to, like, find a flat, and it is a lot of work. There's just not that many flats, or there are, but there I don't know. There's something wrong with the market. From a little bit, basic bit of economics, the market is not working optimally. All these people want these flats, and it's just so difficult to get them, like, each year that I've applied for them I've been rejected from at least like three before I get the one that we end up living in. You you don't get rejected for like anything wrong it's just that they're oversubscribed like they'll have like 10 people apply and obviously they're not going to pick you every time so it's just difficult. I would say call landlords make phone calls is my one piece of advice because people will actually listen if you're on the phone if you email sometimes it can get like lost in a million emails so I would just say call up and like ask what you want to know don't be like hey I'm just interested in this flat be like hey I really like this flat when can we have a viewing when can we come see it like just ask the questions you want to know because they I feel like what you need you just need to be upfront and like straight with the landlords because that's I think that's what they're looking for they just want people to live in the flat so you just need to show them that you're like ready and I would say like get with your group of friends and decide what your budget is and just have a little look each evening I would spend like 10 minutes a day on Right Move, just having a look. Right Move, Gumtree and Zoopla are the ones that I use. And then I would from there find the landlord and can- contact them directly so that you'll know you know you're contacting them like properly rather than just like emailing through Right Move. Yeah, go to a lot of viewings in second year or no, in first year we went to a lot of in person viewings, which is so much work. Um I'm kind of glad they're mainly Zoom viewings at the moment because It's a lot of work going to all these in-person viewings, especially finding time when all of your flatmates are available. Again, if they're not available, I would say just have one person go and film it. The flat that I got in second year, Emma went to go see and I never saw it until we like moved in and it's fine. Just as long as one person is like sure that it's legit, I think you're good. I'd say also just like don't have too high of a standards. The flat I lived in in second year did not have a living room. It didn't have a sofa. It It didn't have like any sort of like chill area like there was just the dining table and that was it and yeah it was annoying but you know you live and you learn like you get over these things it's not the end of the world so we paid like only 475 for that flat which is really reasonable for edinburgh and i would just say that sometimes you're you're paying for things that you don't even really need so just yeah think about it all and good luck (laughs) if i did post grad would i stay in edinburgh or move to another uni Um, I have been thinking recently that I do want to do a master's don't hold me to it because I might change my mind but I've been thinking that for about a month and normally when I go through these phases where I think I'm going to do a master's it only lasts like five days and then I have a day where I have a breakdown over my work and I'm like I can never do education again I need to get out as soon as possible at the moment I'm feeling optimistic and I think I'd like to do a master's. I wouldn't do it in Edinburgh just because I will have already spent four years there. Doing a degree is such a good excuse to move somewhere new, like, I would want to do it somewhere outside of the UK because it's a good reason to, like, apply for a visa. It's quite hard to get, especially with Brexit. Fuck Brexit. (laughs) it pisses me off thinking about it. But especially with Brexit and everything that's going on, I, I just wouldn't... I don't think it'd be that... I think it'd be quite difficult to get a visa just to like go and live in Spain for a year for fun so I would always want to do my master's abroad just because you can get a visa more easily and yeah I just think that I would want to do it elsewhere and like have another experience have a whole new like chapter somewhere else but I do love Edinburgh and part of me wants to like have kids there and stuff but I think I'd want to probably be in London just because I I know it and like this is probably where my family will be I would retire there, though. I think it's a lovely place to live, like, it truly has everything. Favourite things to do, like, just what? what's the city like, basically, and I think the city is... Oh, I feel like this whole episode is just me sucking up to Edinburgh, <laughs> but it's such a cool city. So you have the beach, like, you can go to the beach that's, like, reasonably close, you can go... Arthur's seat and the crags are like a big so it's like a dormant volcano slash just a big hill basically kind of like a cliff face sort of thing but it's like right in the middle of the city and there are amazing views Edinburgh castle that's on a hill and that has lovely views as well um, all the buildings are so pretty they all have the same sort of like stone of which I share in my videos a lot and chef's kiss is stunning there's so many good restaurants, like the vegan scene's really good, there's decent, like I never go shopping but like I think there's decent shopping, there's quite a lot of nature for a city I'd say, like there's Princess Street Gardens, Hollywood Park, Meadows, um, the uni is in the city so it's not like outside in a campus, um, it depends actually what you study but for like social science and English and those sort of subjects that's all in the city which is really nice and then STEM subjects are just outside. That was low-key another reason that I um dropped maths, because <laughs> you had to go, like, to King's Buildings, which is kind of far away, and just a lot of effort, and I didn't really want to do that, so I just kind of dropped it, but don't take my advice on that one, that's not a good reason to drop a subject. The city is just beautiful, like, loads of fun cafes, loads of, like, cool independent shops as well, for, like, vintage shops, and, like, little jewellery shops, and Cafes, things like that. There's this really cool bookshop called, I think it's called Lighthouse Books, which is like a f- radical feminist bookshop. It's just that sort of thing that I love so much of that all over Edinburgh. And there's also a good opportunity for like day trips and trips outside. So you can go to St Andrews, North Berwick, um, or a bit further, like up to the Highlands or anywhere in Scotland, really. But I think it's a really good place to go to uni and especially for me I've never I'd never been to Scotland before I went to uni there so I've just got this whole new country to explore which yeah <laughs> COVID again ruining that but hopefully soon. Good societies to join so in first year I joined cheer which I do to this day obviously it's like cancelled at the moment but I made like basically all my friends there um and it was it's just it was the best decision I ever made like we didn't get to compete last year but first year was just the most fun experience like going on the floor and oh just doing the routine it makes I get upset like thinking about it half of my youtube recommended is like all-star cheer routines and I just I just miss it so much but joining cheer was one of the best decisions I've ever made so fun if you're into a sport I would definitely recommend joining a sport uni is such a fun time to do a sport especially one that's a bit more obscure I don't know about like hockey and rugby and those sort of sports they seem to have massively scary initiations yeah take up something new um I'd really recommend I also did trampolining that was fun and I did economic society I didn't really go in second year I don't know why I think I was just busy and didn't make the time for it but that was really fun and my best one of my best friends on my course is actually the president shout out to you Sophia a really cool society so I'd say definitely join the society of your subject and normally it's not too mandatory like you can go and then if you decide like you can't go one week then it's not the biggest deal So I would say definitely join that. It's a good way to make course friends as well. And then I'd also say that in school, there was this kind of like conception that people were like a real neek if you went to like a academic club. But at uni, it's like genuinely just people that want to like better their career and do well in life. So it's not like all like neeky people that are obsessed with economics. Like all of my friends go to economic society. Like it's a really like fun, normal thing to do so I'd really recommend that. Get into a sport, there's also intramural sport, yeah that sort of thing is fun, so you can do sport teams for a course, which is just way more chill and just like people are there for fun, so that's fun. You can do like music, drama, all of that sort of thing, whatever you're into, I'd say join a society definitely at uni, like you can do like magazines, definitely recommend, there's a lot of good choice, there's a hummus why did I say it like that there's a homer society that's fun somebody said how do I manage econ they do it as well and it's find it really hard but love Sean Sean is the lecturer from first year and he is an absolute gem um great guy, great guy. <laughs> I miss him a lot, actually. Economics at Edinburgh is actually really difficult. I think that it's not, like, the hardest subject. I think that they just set it up to be really difficult when it doesn't need to be. I mean, I'll check in when I finish the degree if um it ends up going okay, but I would say that if you're for the few people that do economics at Edinburgh that are younger than me don't be stressed about the fact that it's hard because everyone thinks it's really hard like everybody (laughs) so don't worry about that I will say that I've never done like I've done bad in like a small test but I've never like drastically failed a course or anything so I don't think it's like it feels really difficult but I think you end up normally pulling through at the end favorite vegan restaurants in eddie oh I wish they were all open brocken porridge Place in marchmont is delicious uh paradise palms is probably my favorite so they have like vegan burgers nachos mac and cheese all of that sort of thing but it's not necessarily as junk foody as some other places i've been to so i just think it's a good mix of like fun food but not like completely junk like it's nice and fresh i really like that place pizza posto is the best pizza in the world so cheap it's literally like five pound something for the vegan pizza i will say they have been hit hard by inflation because it was five pound when i was in first year and it's now like 650 or something for the vegan pizza just saying (laughs) they they don't have vegan cheese or anything but the dough there is delicious and it's really good vibe oh um kalpna is this really nice indian restaurant um they have a good buffet on sunday which i'd recommend mother india is another good vegan one bento is this little sushi place it's not necessarily a restaurant it's more of like a sushi cafe but that's really good so much fun sushi in there bao buns mm -mm -mm, delicious maki and ramen I really like it's kind of expensive but the ramen is it's so good and it's very like authentic um I literally felt like I was in Japan when I was in there because the way it's decorated and everything is so good just really really nice And there's quite a few locations of that as well. Sugar Daddy's Bakery has loads of cool, like, cakes and biscuits and all of that. Uh, Considerate Donuts. My friend works there, actually. And that's a really good place. Vegan Donuts. They have so many fun ones, like Oreo, Biscoff, all the flavours. And they also have delicious cinnamon buns. So I'd recommend those. I just think the vegan scene in Edinburgh is so, so good. Hula. How did I forget Hula? Really nice It's a juice cafe but they have like, smoothie bowls, avocado toast, um, hummus wraps, poke bowls, it's really fun. Is it how I imagined? I honestly had my expectations quite low, I thought I would hate uni because I just, I don't think I deal that way well with big change and moving to a new country where I knew absolutely no one was quite the change. Getting a bit emotional but like, just so proud of myself because I feel like i built such a fun life for myself there now and I remember first year being so difficult, so it is how I imagined. I think it's better. Like, the city is so fun, and the more I get to know it, the more I never want to leave. A few questions about, like, the English-Scottish divide. I don't think I can comment on this, because all of my friends are Scottish. Like, every flatmate I've had in second and third year is Scottish, so those are, like, some of my best, best friends. Amy, my best friend, Scottish... I'm trying to think like I have a couple English friends but I think they're all northern um I don't know like I genuinely don't have many English friends it I have a few English friends from my course but they're they're all northern which I think I don't know it's a bit different there is I think a little bit of a divide I, I just can't comment on it because I don't really I'm not someone who has like a massive group of like 30 friends so I don't really know but yeah I probably would say there is a bit of a divide but I also don't think that Like, I've never met anyone who isn't willing to be friends with me because I'm English, you know? Is the city diverse? I'd say coming from London, no. But I think for the UK, I think it is. I'm not really sure. I think it is one of the better cities in the UK. And I will say that there is a lot of, like, cultural immersion. Is that the right word? Like, there's loads of Chinese supermarkets, Asian supermarkets. There's loads of, like most I'd say like most of the restaurants are are like um non like English American type food so diverse in that sense I would say that the population of students is quite white there probably does need to be like that does need to be addressed but I think there are also so many international students which is so fun and getting to know people from like other countries I love I will I'd say like most classes I am in or go to I would say that like most people are white slash like almost everyone which was weird for me at first because that isn't what I'm used to like where I live at home while I wish it was more diverse I do think everyone that I've come across or spoken to have been very anti-racist so that's something at least there's loads of questions about like the application to uni which I feel like I don't need to talk about because when the time comes you'll obviously like see what it's all about but Um, I'm pretty sure I wrote like my personal statement and then just like UCAS so you apply with like your predicted grades from A-levels and stuff. I don't really have any advice (laughs) because I don't really know like why I got in or anything. My only advice for personal statements is to make it really specific to like the course, like look up online what is going to be in the course, who's going to teach it and look up about those lecturers, look up about what those topics are if you don't know what they mean. Like I never knew what any of the topics meant because I'd never studied economics So you have to really look up, like, what is that? What is it all about? Why am I interested in that? What books have I read that is about that? Show them, like, that you're interested outside of just, you know, studying at school. I've got, there are so many questions. I feel like I should probably do a part two to this at some point. Yeah, let me know if you'd want to hear that. But I'll find one more question. Do I ever get homesick? Slash, how do I deal with homesickness? I live about six hours door to door from my, like, parents' house which I think is is decently far. So in first year, I definitely had some homesickness, but I think in retrospect, it was more just dissatisfaction with my current situation. So I was, I didn't feel like I had that many friends. I didn't feel like I had a good like routine. I didn't make friends with my flatmates. So I felt like I was living alone, which is difficult when you don't go into a situation thinking that's what you're doing. I definitely grew a lot that year. Like I grew a lot in myself and I just, I know now that like if I ever had to live alone I could do it because that year was essentially me living alone and it was really hard. I think how I dealt with it was get involved with things, make proactive choices to build the life that you like. Like I started going to cheer and I was so committed, so loyal like you have to be because it's very serious, but I was there like two, three, four times a week and that gave my life so much structure and it also meant that I was seeing people all the time and that socialising is something you need like you need to socialise so obviously this year I guess that's kind of hard advice to take because a lot of the sports are cancelled but try and find something like that where you have a routine obligation to like socialise because I think that's the best way to make friends when you're not necessarily that good at putting yourself out there which I wasn't like I also think that I threw myself a bit of a pity party thinking that no one wanted to be friends with me when realistically if I don't talk to anyone, no one's gonna be friends with me. So I think it was just all about putting out the effort that you want to see from other people as well. No one's gonna message you out of nowhere to meet up unless you show them that you're interested. It's like a relationship like show people that you're interested and then maybe they'll ask you out. <laughs> I didn't know. I think you just need to put in a little bit of effort and stay optimistic as well. <laughs> that answered a lot of questions about the edinburgh uni life i'll probably do a part two about this maybe i could maybe do it at the end of third year like in the summer or something and i'll probably do one or some sort of version of this when i finish uni yeah if you have any questions definitely dm the podcast insta so my thoughts for the coming week (sighs) the day this is going up is actually my first day of classes believe it or not I have fucking uni today like oh my god I think my thoughts for the week are just take it each day at a time wake up see what you've got to do that day focus on that and just don't think too much into the future I think it's really easy to like spiral out of control worrying that you know maybe we're about to lose another year of our lives but all you have is the present like the future and the past are not they're not like tangible are they so I'd say just focus on each day think about what do I want to do today, what do I want to achieve today? What are my intentions for today? When I go to bed tonight, how do I want to feel, you know? And just try and make that happen. So that's kind of everything I have to say. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much for listening and I'm sending you all so much love. Life's a bit shit and we're gonna get through it together. But yeah, I love you all very much and I hope you're excited for the podcast 2021. I'm very gassed about it, so Yeah, I'll see you next Monday, have a lovely week.